I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. We talking about Twitter. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Oh my god! They killed Kitty! You bastard! It's my quarterback. We mock ourselves. Springs eternal once again in the hearts of Steeler Nation. Uh, not since, not since, uh, not since draft day has uh, has a fan base been more uh, had been more to be hopeful about, and unfortunately, it's just nothing that's going to happen in this season. Mm-hmm. Bring on the April showers in November. Yeah. I can't wait for uh, draft day. Draft day is the uh, is is what we have to be excited about. I guess this is uh, what Jin's talking about. The conversation about the Steelers' social media conversation. I'm Kyle Kreis. Here with me is Greg Benevent. Hello. A lot of people hopeful and excited for. Something in April, mm-hmm. late April too, uh, and uh, just is never, never, you know, never been here in November. I don't know, you know. I know some people are the are the draft watchers all year long, oh. um, but here we are. Uh, you know, first days of November, spooky season is over. Draft season is here. Welcome to November. If you thought Christmas came early, draft season is here. Draft season is much spookier than the other spooky season. It, uh, as we learned in the past year, I mean, how many times last year did you and I talk privately off the air about, thank God they're winning so that we don't have to think about college football offensive linemen before Thanksgiving, and yet here we are. Not it. Not me. Not it. I don't know. Uh, do they even have? They don't even have names. Uh, I'm, I still play the old unlicensed NCAA games. Nameless they're, gray faces. Yeah. <laughs> But nonetheless, we must prevail, prevail, endure. Prepare. Uh, But yeah, uh, prevail would be good. Prevailing would be a step uh, up. Let's get to the tweets. We'll start with at NFL Dov Kleeman. Dov Kleeman. The Packers offered the Steelers a second-round pick for Steelers wide receiver Chase Claypool before he was traded to the Bears. According to Tom Silverstein, Pittsburgh believed that the Bears' second-round pick will be higher, so they went with that. Yes, playing chess while everyone else is playing playoff football. We're playing draft chess. Well, I'm not sure the Packers and Bears are playing playoff football. That uh, I've seen both of them play, and that's uh, whatever's occurring there is not playoff football unless something changes dramatically. But yes, a bunch of other teams are playing playoff football, such as the Ravens, who also did a deal with the Bears recently. Yeah, certainly, certainly not the Steelers. Yeah, okay, maybe the Bears might. You know, well, 
who knows? I guess those guys are, are buyers, so they're playing to you know we're we're sellers, so we're playing for. They're one game ahead of the Steelers. So both of them are three and five, and the Vikings are what six and one. At uh, that is, uh, but see, that's as annoying as this is. I mean, oh my God, I, I, I think making this trade today means a possibility we're not here for a year from now, and not in this same place a year from now. I can't say the same about the Packers and Bears. Yeah, 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 right? If you thought being a Steeler fan was bad, you could be a Packers fan. Or a Bears fan. I'm, a, I've been, I'm on the Justin Fields. Uh, oh, the I'll, kid's got talent. Yeah. There's no doubt. I would have bought I would have bought his jersey if I didn't already buy my Chase jersey. <laughs> oh, that's right. <clears throat> um, can, I, can I get the tweet sound back? Oh, thank you. At <laughs> A. Saunders, PGH, Alan Saunders from WPXI. Trading Chase Claypool certainly made the Steelers worse for the rest of 2022, probably 2023, too. A rare trade solely for the future is a sign that the team sees a vast talent disparity and not enough resources to solve it in one offseason. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm maybe for the first half of this tweet, I might be on board. Like, there's certainly no upside in the now, right? To, to of getting rid of uh, of Chase. You know? I agree with that part. Where I where I disagree is the probably 2023 too. I I for what Chase is, I mean, I, and Chase does have all the talent in the world, and what an amazing you know pandemic rookie season he had. But man, uh, for the production he had. In the last year and a half, I feel like you can find somebody to do that in 2023. Unless there's something I really don't know, I do think that re- that production can be replaced. You think uh, a Sim, someone on the roster like a Sims or Boykin, might be able to do what uh, Chase has not been able to do so far? I, I forgot that I forgot Anthony Miller was on this team at one point before he got hurt. I mean, it's I can believe between Sims and Boykin they can do that, and also I uh, allegedly they're going to have money after this season too, right? I mean, it's you know uh, 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 how many times I think just even this year have we come on here and read tweets about people yelling about Claypool not out jumping a dude or letting a dude jump up his back or something or other and it's and i i mean this could be overly optimistic which is not a problem we're going to encounter a whole lot throughout the rest of this episode but i do believe that they can find a way to replace claypool's production next year yeah you know we're not gonna you know we're not gonna have to worry about 50 50 balls anymore because we know you know he was the only one we threw 50 50 balls to right? <laughs> right everyone else is open uh no no one well uh uh, Pickens is tall. I say no more tall targets, but he's not a short guy. Well, right? for, neither is Fryermouth. I mean, it's, he's not a short guy either. It, uh, and I also wonder if, you know, obviously height's always an advantage, but it just seems like when Roethlisberger was there, it was almost fetishized. Like it would be like how they talk about how much Ben wanted tall receivers, just tall receivers. You'd hear the word tall so many times, and they'd bring in so many dudes that were just tall and nothing else. But uh, I don't know if it's going to be that way under the uh, Pickett administration. Yeah, um, let's move on to, where is it? At Pittsburgh Sport, Steelers takeaways. So now the Steelers will have to use a high pick, likely a second or third third rounder, to replace Claypool. They are only two deep at wide receiver. In the meantime, Pickett now has an even less dynamic group on offense to work with. This just makes it harder on him. Make this make sense to me. 
I, 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 you know, there's a point that we're going to, looks like you're going to have to be dipping into wide receiver in the draft pool. It's, uh, we, did we just dump a receiver to, to draft one in the same position? I mean, maybe, but I, I don't see that they have to take a receiver that high next year. I mean, it's, if you're, you know, I, I mean, you could, but that also means that you have one that more extra pick to actually replace somebody on the defensive or offensive line, actually draft somebody above the third round, maybe even draft somebody to play a position on the offensive line that they played in college oh okay that's novel um so you, you i mean we'll have deontay who is uh, under contract he got the bag mm-hmm. rookie uh george pickens who won't be a rookie next year and then after that it's a uh it's, it's a, a it's, it's a, a smorgasbord it's, it's uh it is uh, uh next man up i mean i wouldn't be surprised if they draft another wide receiver but i, I i'd be surprised if it was going to be one again that high i mean maybe but i don't know i i i i don't see this i if you every single year do you have to take a receiver in the second round i mean it's if you look in the last so many years it seems like that's all that's been happening is one second round second or third round receiver after another like well if you don't want to pay you know aj brown or uh you know anyone on the miami dolphins kind of payroll you know for these for these free agents yeah but it uh, it is something watching those guys jump over people for touchdowns though but you're right it um i I guess i just it's hard for me to look at the problems this team has and thinks you know what's going to fix this another wide receiver a tall wide receiver you know uh it's good to see the big boy. The big boy, right? <laughs> Always. That, that wasn't Ben. I thought that was a Ben quote. No, that was Tomlin. Oh. Um, how mm-hmm. about? Because uh, that wasn't uh, that wasn't the only trade. Mm-hmm. No, wait. There is one more thing on this trade. Let's just great great radio at <laughs> Josina Anderson. Josina Anderson is from CBS added background from what I'm hearing and been hearing over the last week the Steelers moved on from what they felt was somewhat of a distraction behind the scenes I'm told the Claypool move has been on the table for at least two weeks per league source Claypool is a distraction behind now now coming to his defense uh, surprisingly like like uh, Mike Tyson switching from DX to Stone Cold uh, (laughs) the fan actually said that this was complete BS but CBS seems to think that uh Chase was a distraction behind the scenes. I, 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 I too, am going to make a similar Tyson-like switch and agree with the fan on this one. I also think that's nonsense. I think it's 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 a little too convenient to be like, after you traded the guy, you know he was a distraction. That seems a little simplistic. Also, in the uh, 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 Joycena Anderson's uh, tweet, those two sentences um, don't have to be related to each other. That he's been a distraction, and that this has been talked about for two weeks. Yeah, this could. Yeah, that's true. This could be. Uh, this could be been in the works for eight weeks or ten well, weeks. Well, no, Who it knows? could be in the in the works for two weeks, where the Packers are like, "We'll give you a third round pick," and Omar said, laughed and put the phone down. But like, it. I, I I do believe this distraction thing was made up later, or something that's like you know, after you traded him, you're like, yeah, you know, he was kind of mouthy that day in the meeting. Maybe he was a distraction after all. I find it very hard to believe that after you know two and a half years of defending this guy, even after. After, what's the one thing we talked about the most on here? Like drive against the Vikings with the the first down thing when he signed that during the uh, last frantic last minute drive. That all of a sudden now he'd be a distraction. He became a distraction as soon as the Bears are like, we will give you our very high second round pick. <laughs> yeah. Then suddenly he was a distraction. Yeah. That's a joke to me. Yeah, I agree. This is a joke. Like, like you know, if you thought AB was a distraction, or if you thought Juju doing milk crate was a distraction, like Chase hasn't done anything. 
on that level. No, and, and even then, those are two entirely separate levels. A B willing to antagonize anyone that comes within twenty feet of him, and Juju having fun in the park with some kids. I mean, those are two oh, opposite yeah. rungs on the. And I know that's what you meant. I didn't mean to imply that you did. No, I'm I mean, not like, trying to put those as unequal no. terms at oh, all. Oh, I know you aren't. Yeah. But I, but even so, I think Claypool like enjoying going to Southern California in his free time is uh, you know the, the exact opposite of a distraction. That was the biggest distraction and winding up in the Van Nuys Ralphs uh, <laughs> of all places <laughs> while the rookies were uh, you know at minicamp or whatever um, so that maybe you know maybe I was the jinx maybe I'm the Claypool jinx I thought it was the Christ the bump but it's uh, I was the I was the jinx maybe this whole season is my fault mm-hmm. um, okay anything else oh that's right there was another trade that wasn't mm-hmm. the only trade we were we're busy tra- hey you know can't say hey can't say you're not the 2023 champ in November. No few teams can say that like us. <laughs> Let's go to at the Chris Mack. Chris Mack from the so-called fan. Of the 110 cornerbacks rated by PFF this season, William Jackson III is rated 94th. That, however, is good enough to be rated higher than both Levi Wallace and Akella Witherspoon. So he's that, got that going for him, which is nice. So... Uh, some people were like, oh, we got the guy that we wanted for five years now. We finally got him because no one else wanted him. Well, I mean, it's a, no one else wanted him after the commander signed with what that $40 million contract. It, um, I, I, I mean, the Steelers, for good or for ill, always trust their draft rankings. They always trust their draft ratings. I mean, it's so they had a high rating on this guy way back when. They still trust in that. They believe in that. They've played against him. I mean, it's getting him for nothing, which is the equivalent of, I believe, the 2025 sixth round pick that also got them the seventh of the commanders that was the trade oh is that and, right yeah not 2023 not 2024 2025 like oladokin jr right exactly <laughs> yes it, i think his nephew is going to be out yeah. as a kicker at that point it um so i i it, it's worth finding out i mean it's and it's also like it, it, again, it, it's, uh, I'm sh- as much I can't trust PFF writings, good or bad. But I mean, the fact that you know, when I looked at the injury report before the game going against the Eagles, and I saw Joshua Jackson was out, and I were thinking, who on earth backs up Joshua Jackson? That's worth trading the sixth round pick from four years from now. That's a yeah, that's a good that's a good point in terms of depth. We need it. Um, or just anybody. Here's a guy that's played corner. Like it that I mean it you know it's yeah. as I tried telling you the other day and I'm not sure I articulated it well. Imagine if they were a contender and they'd had this many injuries. We'd be going nuts. I mean this would be these are the kind of injuries that would derail a good team, much less a bad one. And we we know derailments. I feel like it's been injury derailments for two or three seasons now. Yes. Um mm-hmm. or maybe if you count the duck season maybe even longer. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's, can we, is there anything more to say about, well, how, you know, how about this? We kind of touched on this mm-hmm. at sport track, sport track. The Steelers will get a $3.1 million look at William Jackson for the rest of 2022. Then they have a 12.75 million option for 2023. They're going to have to decide by March 17th, one a two and a half million roster bonus. This guy's getting Marcus Allen's entire salary just for being on the roster in March. Uh, so, you know, 
they, there's a good chance this guy might not even be on the roster after December. No, and 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 so much of that, and I think it's important to point out that so much of the uh, Marcus Allen plus money that he's getting is coming from the Washington D.C. area. Like the Steelers aren't <laughs> the ones paying that, but yeah, that uh, this had better be some nine games that this Jackson guy plays to get that thirteen million on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, he's going to have to earn it. He's going to have to play uh, t- twice as many snaps to make up for it. <laughs> um, and, uh, so this is, I, I guess, this is what. Got it, everyone. You know, we're all excited about these picks now. So, at by Josh Carney, Josh Carney, as of right now, Steelers slated to have the following picks inside the top 50 number three overall, number 35 overall, number 43 overall. Exactly how to kickstart a rebuild. Well, I thought it, you know. Making the playoffs last year was the best way to kickstart the rebuild. Oh, yeah. Well, especially I I thought of that in the context of this past week where, you know, the Eagles were basically the same team the Steelers were last year. Essentially cannon fodder to go on the road in the playoffs to sneak in at the last minute and lose to a team that was better than them. It's just after that, it went completely different directions. I mean, I, I don't blame people for being excited about picks come Monday morning after losing yet another game the Steelers were not competitive in. Yeah, I just, you know, hey, weren't we so excited about uh, picks like Najee Harris? And weren't we so excited about picks like Fryermuth? And weren't we so excited about picks like Kendrick Green? You know, Mm -hmm. I just like, and then, and then come September, uh, it's a whole different story. So, you know, the guy making those picks is gone, too. Who's that? Kevin Colbert. Oh, but isn't he a Hall of Famer? Was that, is that a is that a plus or a minus? I well, think I mean, it's but that but I mean, but if you're complaining about the picks and the guy who made them or, or we think made them, I mean, we don't know how involved Tomlin was is gone. That means it, it could be a very different thing. It uh, you know, Colbert is a Hall of Famer and he's a Hall of Famer on merit. But boy, they all didn't hit not particularly in the last so many years, which is why we're having this conversation today. One of the reasons we're having this conversation. Yeah, today. or it could you know it all could just be a number seven. There's no number seven. That might just be the whole. Uh, okay. Well, we'll get- I mean, that's just it. That's a failure has many fathers. That's stupid. Or no, wait, it's the opposite. That- Success has many fathers and failure's an orphan. But the truth is failure actually has many parents. It, uh, that That's sort of where we are today. There are so, so many reasons that this all went so, so badly so far. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or it was just a kind of celebration of ignorance. That, that's my theory. Um, let's okay. You know, let's get to and I mean the the person to survive yes. this week. Yes. Oh, sing it loud and proud. Yeah. Uh, everyone thought this he would he'd be on the choppy block, but no. He he is the. He is the final girl in the in the right. in the horror he movie is, that is, is this 2022 season. He has survived the killer thus far. Let's get to at Colin Dunlap. Colin Dunlap. This isn't a Canada issue anymore. He's a total lost cause. This is a failure on Art Rooney II and Mike Tomlin to truly do what's best for the organization and young offensive players. He's talking about he needs to fire Canada. I mean, is, is, is it so? It's so obvious to uh, you know so-called fan Colin Dunlap. How is it? How, how am I not seeing the failure of Art Rooney II in this? 
Well, I mean, it's everyone has failed. Art Rooney has failed. Mike Tomlin has failed. Canada has also failed. Everyone's failed to a different extent. It, um, I mean, it's it's I, I so much of you know you read these tweets and it's like okay, what are they really complaining about in the context of what you just saw most recently? And I know for me, uh, in this past week, it was seeing the Steelers put up their most first downs in what how years out practically right? They did what twenty one first downs on Sunday, and yet it didn't matter because the Eagles hit those long deep passes that the Steelers have absolutely no prayer of completing at um yeah we don't have any of that we we certainly do not have the the gabagool do not have it this year whatever it is mm-hmm. um what about from Blitzburg Blitzburg coach Tomlin's being delusional not sure what Matt Canada has on the Steelers but it seems like they're keeping Canada to this point yeah uh you know I remember when being I mean not saying blind loyalty is a positive attribute but you know someone who's not so quick to just oh yeah you're fired because you know maybe it, there's more to just Matt Canada out there if, if, if you're if we're trading your starting wide receiver Chase Claypool you know maybe uh, there's plenty of people who aren't playing varsity level so oh. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, starting third wide receiver, Chase Claypool. It's not like he was out there, uh, 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 you know, as the number one guy. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, there is always something to be said for stability. I find it very hard to defend Canada just based on how bad the offense has been since he's been in charge. But there is always something to be said for stability. And also, you know, if I followed Tomlin through the many winning seasons and here into his first losing one, most likely, it, um, yeah, it's, it's surely there's a reason. I personally don't know what the reason to keep Canada might be beyond stability, but presumably there is something I am not privy to. You know, what if it's just player execution? What if mm-hmm. it, what if that is the ultimate factor? Certainly. You know, if you know, you can look at fourth quarter execution at least in terms of maybe the Jets game, maybe the Patriots game and uh you know, some plays go the Browns game. Browns game some plays go uh, a couple different ways and the you know, Dolphins game. Your Dolphins game for sure. It's like you're, we're still talking about the offense being, you know, low ranked offense, but uh, you know, at 500 or maybe a game below 500 is not uh, is is not the same, and that comes down to some execution issues. A thousand percent. And then, and then, see, but look at how circular this debate gets. Because then you could be like, "Well, aren't the coaches putting them in a position to execute?" And da 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 da. da. This is why I keep coming back to there are things I am not privy to. And this was the poll from at Alex Kazora. Alex Kazora. Will Matt Canada be the Steelers OC in week 10? 43.6% yes. 56.4% no. Pretty much split down the middle, half and half, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, but, I, you know, I, not only do I think he's going to be the round in week 10, I think he's going to be around in week 17. I think yeah. that this, the play out the season. And, um, and, 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 don't be totally surprised if he sticks around for it. Does he still have that one more season left on the contract? Is yeah, the- and, I, and I could see him sticking around if there's dramatic improvement. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this offense is playing at a similar level by the end of the season if maybe he is let go. But uh, should there be some kind of improvement throughout the course of the season, um, I, I could see them sticking around with him. Yeah, I mean, I just reading the, you know, you mentioned Kazora. I mean, I, I forget what day I was reading. It, it might have been yesterday about how, you know, this is that they actually the Steelers offense scored more points per game in 1942. I mean, this is down to as bad as they've been points per game as uh, first half of a Bradshaw's first season. And, um, yeah, well, I mean, you know, we've seen. We've seen some weird uh, mm-hmm. things recently. Last yes. year with the worst 
Steelers running D of all time, and mm-hmm. now we're on the verge of the worst offense of all yes. time. So these are generational uh, n- nader. Nader. Is that, is that nadir. The, nadir. Nadir. At, um, oh, dear. <laughs> uh, so people want to pounce on Canada. People want to pounce on Tomlin. But even in his darkest hour, uh, what, what, what are other people saying about him? We've got Marquise Pouncey. Hall, you know, I guess future Hall of Famer, maybe, and maybe that's mm-hmm. up for debate, maybe not. Um, he was on the pivot, of course. You know, they, they talked about everything, and then of course they want to talk about Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. I tell people this all the time. Uh, Coach T is the uh, the best leader of men I ever been around. What? what? He knew how to handle every situation. Like he was one of the men that you can go to any scenario and just ask him a question. What? And he gonna lead you. If not in the right direction, let's give you some in the right, uh, give you that speech in the right direction. He's going to show you which way to go in the right direction. Uh, what? I don't think he gets enough credit because uh, he ain't- I don't think he gets enough credit. This is, okay, Mike Tomlin is probably the biggest celebrity in uh, Pittsburgh, maybe the NFL even. He's certainly, he's one of them mm-hmm. not on the on the coaching side, maybe right. not the player side. Yeah, uh, that'd be weird if he'd be that. Uh, so, and here's, yeah. here's Pounds, he's like, uh, he doesn't get, uh, he still doesn't get enough credit. And an outspoken dude like that. He don't get enough credit for how he runs a team and how he runs the organization. And uh, and I'm in there on, on on Wednesdays, and I promise you, bro, I started learning defenses, bro. Like, I'm sitting in there watching things that he's saying. I, the whole game plan, I'm in there watching and stuff. Like, man, this dude, we double-teaming him, man. We got man on this play. Like, uh, whenever uh, uh, Vince was going to blitz the back, like, I already knew what was going to kind of happen in my in my head because, man, Coach Tomlin had already laid the whole entire game plan out. All right, and people are always like, where's, where's Tomlin's coaching tree? And it's like, well, dude, maybe O.C. Marquise Pouncey. I don't know. Uh, you know, it's like he these people are picking up stuff through osmosis because of Tomlin. He's not, he's, he's not done. Everybody in the room, even the offensive coordinators, man, he would already say, look, our screens work good on this team or such and such. Uh, this, these type of runs work on, uh, good on these teams. And even the offensive coordinators sometimes, I don't think they took in the knowledge because what? we would go to the games and then we wouldn't run the play. Or something like that, or run the scheme that happened, and then Co- we'll come in there and watch the thing. And then I think Coach Tomlin more than like like try to call he out the, uh, on Wednesday morning. Yeah, he would try to start calling out the individual coach. He would just show the plays that that should have worked in the game or how it should have played out. Yeah. And I think the kind of coaches set back like. I, I- so you know, it's, it's, people were like, "Oh, you know, he's not hands on with that." We heard this about the defensive play calling before. He's not hands on. Turns out he is very hands on. Now, same with the offense. It's like not only he's 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 schooling some of his own coordinator. I mean, I I wish you know he didn't say Randy or he didn't right. say you know Todd, but mm-hmm. uh, you can make your you can make your guesses, I guess. Absolutely. Um, uh, so. Tomlin is in there on the on the minutia. You know, he's not just a, a cheerleader guy. He's not just a big picture. He's in there on offense and defense. This is straight from Pouncey. Right, and that's and that's what makes him all the more culpable in a season like this when it goes badly. But I, I just want to say, I, I've always found the criticism uh, pretty illegitimate, the whole Tomlin's coaching tree is fallow thing. Oh, I yeah. I mean, because for so many years, a coordinator was Dick LeBeau, who was obviously an old man and not going to be a head coach anywhere else. Keith Butler was somebody that was essentially promised the throne and uh, would not have been eligible for a head coaching position anywhere else. And then, you know, Haley had flamed out as a, a, a head coach and had a reputation anyway. And then Randy Fickner was an old guy who was picked by Ben. So, I mean, it, I, I've never bought into the, uh, you know, I mean, obviously Tomlin has had his ups and downs as, you know, in terms of winning games and, you know, whether this unit is good or that one, but I've never bought into the, you can criticize them for uh, not, you know, birthing head coaches throughout the league. 
and you know his coaching tree might not yeah might not be at the nfl level but people like joey porter have taught or coached locally in the area in the high school level vince williams is coaching at a at a local level mm-hmm. um I want to say Gilden was at Central Catholic. Gilden, yeah. I don't know know. how much he played with uh, with Tomlin, but yeah, um, exactly. So it's uh, you know it's not it's not just because. Uh, you're, just because you're not, you know, a Bill Walsh or something, where everyone. Or even a little, and how much? I mean, not to go on into this, but I mean, how much of coaching's, you know, coaching really is a bit of who you know. I mean, out here in L.A., that guy has a lengthy, lengthy tree, and how many of those guys are good coaches? I, but they wish they'd gone differently in uh, Arizona and uh, yeah. some other places as well. You know. Yeah, look at Tomlin's tree. Yeah, exactly. Keith Butler, who only had set sack records for four or five straight seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, who Mitchell, John Mitchell, who's only an icon in uh in football lore uh you know austin is now making a name for himself on the on the on the up on the come up you know whatever Hopefully, yeah uh munchak you know is uh, a hall of famer in his own right whatever i'm not but yeah i don't buy the tree thing okay i guess we should take a break because mm-hmm. uh that's what that's what we do best <laughs> uh, coming up in the second half we haven't even talked uh we haven't talked kenny at all really that's kenny, right Geesh, and is there? I thought I had more. Oh, um, that might be. That might be about it. We'll just talk some Kenny, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I thought I had some other stuff, but well, there's, whatever. There's, there's a, a miscellaneous page. Oh, there's the a miscellaneous. miscellaneous. Oh, we had some miscellaneous news too. Which, there you go. Which uh, means stuff that not will not happen at the draft in uh, <laughs> April. All right, we'll be right back. Show me that style, Big Ken. Don't waste it down, just fling it down the sideline. We're nowhere near the end. The best is ready to begin. As long as we've got H brother, he's got the ball spinning tiny gloves, hands, baby, your KP. We gotta be. The luckiest dreamers with a losing season As long as you keep on giving We'll justify any picks that come your way Baby, rain or shine, we'll say you're doing fine We've got each other sharing the losses and love We're sharing the losses with love. Welcome back to the second half. And the growing pains have continued. But, you know, surprisingly, the, no one's talking about the growing pains this week. They're, now they're, people are just lining up and taking sides. At Cruz Steelski, Henry Pickett. Anyone bashing Kenny Pickett is watching for the pretty colors and graphics on screen. Bro is averaging over 40 passes a game with Jeff from accounting as his offensive coordinator. Zero run game, awful offensive line play, and a defensive scheme as tired as a nurse working overtime. So, is it basically, it's not Kenny's fault for all this. Well, I mean, I... I, I... I agree with a lot of that. I don't agree with uh, uh, so many similes and metaphors, but um, yeah, you know, pick it's, one. I, it's the thing is that everyone is at fault here. Kenny is at fault. I just think there are many, many others more at fault than Kenny. 
uh, averaging 40 passes a game. Is that something to worry about yet? Some people were like, you know, it's like, uh, I mean, we're, we're losing game. You know, we're, right. we're Oh, yeah, trailing. no, no, no. When you're losing so badly because this team is so badly designed and, you know, so deeply unprepared, or at least seems unprepared for these games, then, yeah, when you fall behind, you have to throw 40 passes. It, uh, you can't just keep handing it to Najee to lose two yards on every play. At Baddest Bear Jew, Jared Kane, I feel heartbroken for Kenny Pickett. He doesn't deserve this scheme, this coaching, or the consistent bashing this fan base gives him. None of this is his fault. Uh, now, I don't know about the consistent bashing. I haven't seen that part of it. Um, but, uh, you know, is is the scheme, is, is it, you know, is it, is it schemed against him? Well, you know? well uh, I, one, I, the being heartbroken for him is kind of weird. <laughs> that, that, that that's a bit much um I, I i think what consistent bashing bashing you're seeing from the fan base is you're seeing consistent bashing from the most toxic negative people and the way you can say this team is going to suck for many many years and to be as negative as possible is to just bash kenny and blame all of it on him because that's your way of saying this team is always going to be bad and i am right well I've trained myself to hate it. Uh, yeah, some people are out there always uh, on the negative. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess the flip side of this, at not doja, mm. these fans are hilarious. With Mitch, it was. It's not coaching. It's not play calling. It's not the line. Mitch just sucks. With Kenny, it's none of this is his fault. Coaching and play calling, the line, everyone else are the problem, not him. Uh, is there a double standard between the, the the Mitch year, the Mitch era, and the Kenny era? Absolutely, there's a double standard as well. There should be. One guy was what four or five years in the league. Uh, you know, trained as a starter the entire offseason. They're supposed to come in and be the steady hand. It was anything but versus the rookie who was like, well, everything we planned sucked. Uh, hope you can figure this out at the half. It, um, but yeah, uh, you know, it's it's I I uh, everything else is again, I keep coming back to it's Kenny's fault, too. It's just other people's fault more. It's my quarterback. Okay, that's my quarterback now. Don't. Uh, okay. Um, how about. How about this this side of the, of the fan base? At David M. Todd, David Todd, I fully understand he's a rookie and his career is far from defined at this early stage, but Kenny Pickett has not played well. No other way to view it. Um, I mean, certainly points-wise, there have been no you know not points on the board, especially in the second half, no mm-hmm. points on the board to to uh you know what is the positive oh i don't disagree with that we want the positive is they keep i mean the the positive there is is they keep moving the ball more but how much of that is garbage time and all that i mean the 21 first downs all of this it uh, no i i agree mostly with that he hasn't played well uh not this past week i mean i i wish i'd said this last week because it was something filipponi mentioned i was like my god he's right he played better than tua in the miami game I mean, he really did. Kenny and, played better than two in the Miami, in yeah, Miami game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, and that was something that didn't hit me until afterwards. And, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you it, know, they put up zero points in the in the last 40 well, minutes. Well, also, of, too, you know, they sh- he should have been picked off four times, and Kenny was picked off twice. It, um, so, I mean, it's it's that was something that didn't hit me now. Now, that did not happen this past week. He did not outplay Jalen Hurts. 
who was able no. to just throw it over Minka Fitzpatrick whenever, or Akella Witherspoon whenever he wanted. But uh, That's where turnover-worthy plays came up in Jalen Hurts' column. They should yes, have been turnovers. Right, exactly. They they were tur- right, except where, where was PEF on that one? These turnover-worthy plays that just A.J. Brown, yeah, turns in. Yeah, it's 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 that's exactly right. But no, he, he, is, he did not play well this past week. There is no other way to view it. it uh, missing Friermuth when he was open was unconscionable. I mean, that, that very well could have helped to make some kind of difference. At, um, you know, the, I want to say the game was still at least a little bit in doubt when he missed him on that third down. It, uh, there was one I think Kazora showed later where it's like here was Pickens ready to run down the field and he missed him or he threw it to the wrong place. It, uh, so, yeah, he definitely did not play well this past Sunday. Everything hurts. Right, everything's already hurting. Okay, um, I guess the last thing. No, how about you know even Cower? How about we'll listen? We'll, oh, we'll listen to Bill. You know he was he's. I don't know if his criticism seems to be more on the Canada Tomlin yeah, side of things does. here. Let's, You're transitioning into a new quarterback, okay? And right what? now, I get worried about his confidence because I've seen this happen to other quarterbacks right now. Take what? the ball out of his hands. Don't ask him to do as much as you're asking him to do. What? I know we have these receivers and everything else. It's not what? about the receivers. Oh. It's about a philosophy on offense that says, listen, what's the best part of your team? It's going to be your defensive side, but that gets worn down after a period of time. There's no margin of error there. You what? have to somehow shorten the game no with this quarterback, what? and it goes back to running the ball. I'd put him back under center. Don't subject him to being back there and getting sacked six times today. Nessie is a good defense. I get it. Understand it's a period of transition. Yeah. What's in the best interest to develop this quarterback who's your what? quarterback of the future yeah. without destroying his confidence? Ooh, I mean, are you worried about Kenny's confidence? I, You know, he. I, I, I saw the clip where his head was down. This was after the... Uh, gosh, I don't even know which game. I think it was the Dolphins game. Now his head was down, and Tomlin was like, "Keep your head up. You played hard," and he did. He popped his head up. I'm yeah. not. I'm not sure if he's com- worried about his confidence, but it sounds like Cower wants to go back to run, run, pass. Well, I mean, it's it's it's. I agree with Cower. Were any of that possible? While we're dreaming, I too would like a nice house. It. Uh, they can't run the ball. They can't do what Cower said. They're not a good enough team to do that. If they could do that, they would, because that's what Cower did to protect Roethlisberger in 2004, because they had an offensive line with one Hall of Famer and a bunch of very good guys and a running back who they would use the buses like that weird closer. Remember all that? And the defense was great. Everyone kind of forgets that the 2003 team was hit by injuries and not as good as it should have been. So that's how they were able to draft Ben and put him on this great team this team can't do any of the things Cower talked about they can't shorten the field they can't run the ball they can't put Kenny under center and have even the slightest chance to win as goofy as it is right Kenny shouldn't have to throw the ball 40 times a game it's the only way this team can be competitive because they're so far out of it because they're so far down by the time uh, uh, any of that could have meant something you're exactly right. Well, coach endorses it. Well, you, we got to get <laughs> get Brooke Pryor out of there and get you on the. Uh... Oh yeah, I, I I would not I would not make it. The, the third time I had to go up and talk to somebody, uh, mostly naked, about what happened at practice today, I would absolutely uh, 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 drive my car off a bridge. But do we have to worry about Kenny's confidence? No. I mean, you know, if anything, I I take him to be kind of a. Uh, Miles Jack type of guy. He didn't urinate down his leg, man. That's a great place to begin. Right? I think he's in a great place there. Kenny's oh, I, not... I, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. The only thing is I've now transitioned from worrying about Kenny's confidence to worrying about Kenny's body. 
He's not <laughs> yeah. Roethlisberger. He's not that not that big a dude. And if you keep getting him hit six times by people like Javon Hargrave, then yeah, that you know that's going to take more of a tool than I felt bad about that interception that got tipped. Yeah, yeah. I, there were a couple of those hits when I was like, no, I was just, it, it would look like old school football. Right. You know? and, also, and, it's, and again, it's different because Kenny, I mean, look, you and I aren't like the tallest people. You're taller than me, but like Kenny's like not 6'6". Six, six. Like he's a height, like you meet people in your day-to-day life as tall as Pickett. Good point. Uh, sorry to cut you off, but the band is on the field. <laughs> the band is on the field. I was done talking about the tallest of men. <laughs> All right, it's time to put together a two-minute uh, drive, something that uh, the real Steelers can't do. Why would the, po- the podcast Steelers do it? Um, while we, oh well, you know, while we were talking Grave Digger, let's uh, okay. let's go there for one. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't I? Can I get the sound? At J Round Thirty Two, Josh Roundtree Ninety Three Seven, the so-called fan. Well, this isn't the best of looks. Multiple current Steelers players liked an Instagram photo posted by Javon Hargrave of him sacking Kenny Pickett, Deontay Johnson, Chuksakorafor, and Marcus Allen all liked the post. What in the hell? They liked the <laughs> they liked his post sacking our franchise quarterback <laughs> well i mean a couple things here one how many times in your life do you like a post of something a friend did even if it makes you mad or jealous i mean maybe it's because we're in show business but i do that all the time uh the only one of these honestly that i bumped a little bit against was a core four because it's entirely possible he gave up that sack that led to Pickett being hit so i almost wonder if that's like a hey tip the cap kind of thing you know like you did a good job i i you got me it um but i want to say as somebody that likes Instagram posts of things I hate almost daily. Uh, this is a non-story to me. I think that's, uh, yeah, I think they're just rooting for their guy, you know. Uh, he, he, you know, he didn't, it's not like he left on bad terms. He no, took- no, they loved him. And anything, it's not, it's just like Hilton. They were like, hey, this is great. This guy got the big bucks. That can happen for me too. At, uh, yeah, these were they guys. see it as aspirational. Yeah, playing like 25% of the snaps and mm-hmm. it, we just, you just couldn't pay, you know. And Har- also, wasn't Hargrave from like some tiny school? Like, you know, wasn't he one of, I think he was one of those, like a real small school. Yeah. The third, yeah, third round pick, man real good so it's everything about Hargrave is aspirational it uh great um Mm -hmm. let's go to at a Saunders PGH Alan Saunders Chase finishes his Pittsburgh career tied for fourth in all-time passer rating uh is that going to be Chase Claypool's ultimate legacy with Pittsburgh I could see fourth all-time passer rating rookie season with 10 touchdowns Uh, I I think I I was I was going to go the latter I think his his legacy perhaps in this league is going to be that game against the Eagles or that time he burned he blew past the guy uh playing for the Broncos at that game no one was in the stadium it might be or that first catch against the Giants that was those are you know great Claypool moments those are uh those are all of them well, and, um, I, you know, now you know with Juju gone, it's like we've lost a whole generation of uh, wideouts. James Washington's gone. Juju's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, will any of them have a Steelers legacy? I don't. You know, well, I mean, Juju, th- those long passes, and just the fact that th- I, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't think. I, I yeah, I don't know if any of them actually will have that legacy. And Juju fighting his way back. I mean, I'd like to think that's something people can remember for the future. But um, but yeah, it's if any of them, Juju will. But the uh, others, yeah, with with Claypool, it might just be something that we all remember from when we were locked in our homes, or from that uh, uh, making the first down sign against the Vikings, or like, just just one, you know, or just wondering um, why didn't he pick him up with a bat? You know, why why couldn't he put it down? He um, couldn't pick him up though. Wasn't that the problem with Claypool? He wouldn't jump other guys. Yeah. 
yeah. the one thing they always complained that was putting them down was fine. Picking them up and up was the issue. Um, and we'll give, how about the, for the last one, <laughs> at Carter Critiques, Christopher Carter. Re- <laughs> remember when people were accusing the Steelers of malpractice for not using Calvin Austin as if he wasn't on injured reserve? Good times. And he, the, the picture of Austin like in the surgery room with the boot. You know, oh, so- man. No, he didn't. It didn't just like if you looked at that picture, you'd be like, man, I hope that guy survived that car accident. <laughs> like he looked rough in that picture. I mean, obviously he's recovering. He's going to be OK. But man, what you saw that picture, you thought like it's a shame someone shoved that guy off a building like he really looked hit. There was this like there was this like truther movement like oh mm-hmm. uh, you know Austin was is really just getting like a red shirt season or they're not giving him a chance to get on the field and right. no dude is actually really hurt out there. There's a reason yes. why he couldn't get on the field at all in training camp or at all during the season. Yeah, and I, I wonder if part of it was just because the way that injury happened. Remember, it was like it happened like Friday afternoon before a preseason game. And they're like, oh yeah, he took a weird step, and then like no, he's missing the entire season. I think that was part of where that started from. But man, the number of people that truly believed in the short fourth round draft pick that could outrun everybody at like smaller SEC schools to turn the season around was one of those real uh, hope springs eternal kind of things. Yeah, we had and we had uh, we had two of them on the roster at yes. one point. I can't even. So yeah, so which may, you know, it's one more reason why uh, you know don't, I'm not going to be surprised if we go and draft a wideout again next year because. We don't know what we have with uh, Calvin Austin, and that kind of just leaves with two. I mean, unless unless you know we're sticking with Sims, I don't know. Well, know, I, I mean, it's it's. But the most important thing is they're actually going to build somebody on the lines. They're going to use those picks to build. Imagine that defensive and offensive lines not taken in the third round or later. Oof, let's let's we'll, let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> That's what we've been talking about. All right. Yes, we have been talking about something. Something. Mm-hmm. And we'll come back in April and check out all the receipts, no. I guess. That's how long bye week is going to be. Yeah. Oh, this is just the bye week. That's right. I thought this was. I thought this was the end of the season. Nope. We still got. We still got nine un- more weeks. We got to unleash hell and uh, and then unleash the box. Oh. Well, this is the kind of talk that you can expect from. <laughs> Shows like what Jin's talking about. Uh, do you do you can follow us if you want to keep the conversation going? You can follow us on social media. I'm at Kyle Christ on on Twitter. I don't, I'm on TikTok. I'm, I'm not really on anything really, but I, I'm I'm lurking. I guess I'm, I'm on there. Greg, where, where? I, I lurk Instagram and Twitter at Greg Benevent. B as in boy. E N E. B as in Victor. E N T. Um, if you want to leave a review or something, that's always cool to, you know, help the algorithm. Uh, you know, it's your, it's, it's support from viewers like you that lets, uh, us able to provide programs like Ken Burns is what Jin's talking about. Um... Uh, anything else? Any, any, uh, I feel like, I, I feel like there is nothing else to say about this team. Until next time, the least you can do is listen to Coach. Be the best selves. That's going to be required. Stay in school.